What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Christian Tapaz. <laughs> Roger May. Blake Starling. And producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Best thing out of Comic-Con is the Spider-Man PS4 trailer. Oh, No Lord. doubt. <laughs> and then sitting in-house is the one, the only, our very own unicorn. That was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine is is sitting in, guys. Oh, oh. Possibly commenting. Beware. Beware. If you guys so, are good, maybe. Maybe. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a review slash spoilery podcast where we review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book each week. We will review a graphic novel in a little bit, and we will play some trivia so that you, the listener, have an opportunity to win some cool stuff. Patreon? Yeah. And then we have a new segment of the show for our Patreon-only subscribers, All-Star Origin Stories. Yep, first That's what we're calling it, right? Origin Story, yeah. Yeah, cool. It's, uh, first one's Roger. First one is uh, Roger, and uh, so if you want to get in-depth and get to know the benefactor of Horizon Comics and the All-Star Comics podcast, you can join Patreon and give that a listen. On top of all the other wonderful perks that we've got set up for our Patreon subscribers. Multiversity. And Multiversity University, yep. And we'll get to that later. Yeah. But anyway, so without further ado, Matt, tell us about all the hot news coming out of Comic-Con. <laughs> okay, guys, so there's so much news. Uh, I just pulled a bunch of headlines. I didn't get a chance to read all these articles. So I'm just kind of going to throw a bunch of news at you and just go with it, all right? All Some right. of the stuff I haven't even read yet, so we're just going to go. All right, the first thing I got, which is the most recent, we might be working backwards. The Batman Who Laughs returns in November Comic-Con Oh, 2018. So, yeah, November. Written by Batman. Snyder, artist Jock. Yeah. Oh, oh. They released a cover, and it looks amazing. Yep. It looks yeah. demented. Looks like it might be some sort of tie-in with Justice League down the line as well. So, we'll see. Uh, uh, Christian, we were saying uh, Snyder has a big summer plan for next year, so that might all just be tying together after Doomsday they, Clock. I crap, believe so. they announced a uh, uh, um, an event, if you will, for next year. After Doomsday Clock wraps, I this think jumps right out of it. It's going to be yeah. Scott Snyder's Justice League event with uh, Francis Manipal called oh, man. Drowned Earth, and it's going to be Aquaman centric. You know, he does. Cool. Say, I remember seeing the quote that he said is, uh, "If you read about Barbados and all the other stuff that he's built on, it's to pay for pay reward you for that, all well, that." So he's I'm like, been doing a pretty good job of everything from his black mirror days all the way up to now rewarding you for sticking with his runs on stuff so i believe it i think he loves rewarding the fanboys so yeah sounds cool yep like a lot of manipul like released a promotional image i highly recommend going and checking Ooh, it, it out on instagram follow friends yeah. Yeah. yeah looks good um another big comic related thing marvel is releasing a uh star wars book that is spanning 30 issues and it is going to go across all three ages of star wars starting with uh looks at the age of the republic the age of the rebellion and the age of the resistance um each issue is going to follow like one hero or villain and they're going to be like uh this multi-arc story so kind of sounds cool different writers and stuff jumping in and out we'll see where that takes us but okay. yeah, more star wars so there we go. Really cool. Yeah, that's it's gonna cross the whole timeline there. Um, Batman classic costume returns this summer. Uh, Superman isn't the only DC hero to getting his classic look back. It looks like. Uh, well, I think they teased that in Doomsday Clock. He's yeah. Gonna be, he's gonna be getting the class, the classic yellow oval Oops. bat uh, symbol back. Tom King said Batman number fifty three. 
and dust off his early 2000s costumes. Famous stories as Hush. So okay. that, that's the look he's going for. Okay. Getting rid of the pimp Batman look. I love Apparently. that. Apparently. <laughs> I love that. that the the Capullo design? Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I just, my first thought was pimp. Yeah. When it's just, they're pimping out Batman. I thought of uh, the original Tim Burton Batman movie. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah. then it also says in the same article, new creative team for Detective, uh, Peter Tomasi and Doug Mankey. What? For Detective. What? Dude, that is such a great idea. Oh, Starting with... Uh, I was thinking about hopping off Detective, but not anymore. Yeah. Starting on 994. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they're going to use another big creative team to hit 1,000. Yep, that's exactly what it says. That is so sick. But did I say that right? M- Mank? Mankey? Mankey. Mankey? Okay. Mankey. Yeah, so. Good team. Fun fact. Uh, Mankey mentored Pat Gleason for a long time. Oh, wow. They live in, I believe it's Michigan together, mm-hmm. along with, uh, or no, wait, Dan Jurgens lives in Minnesota. Are they together? No. Now they're on, like, sister oh, titles. Mankey, Mankey is, if, if it is, yeah, it's Doug Mankey. I'm pretty sure. He's yeah. also a power lifter. Nice. That's hot. Like, the dude's built, like, a freaking brick crap house. That's hot. All right. Uh, next one. Fun fact. Flashbacks, if you will. That was cute. You're welcome. All right, so it looks like Marvel Knights is getting a relaunch this November, and it looks like Donny Cates is going to be at the head of the <laughs> of Marvel Knights. It is. Let's pile Don, more. Donny Cates is doing everything. Yeah, yeah. They're um, putting a lot of stock in that young man. <laughs> MK20 number one, Cates and Mike Dodato, Diodato, whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be like Daredevil, Blade, Punisher, Black Panther, those type of stories, and all coming from this one shot in November. So I'm just worried that they're going to break that poor guy. Probably. He's he's anything he wants to do, they're like, do it, do yeah. it, do it, and they're not like no restraint, you know. So interesting. Uh, next one for DC: new Shazam comic book announced. Jeff Johns. Yep. Oh my yep. god, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. With the movie coming out, uh, I believe. Gary the Frank. Two, the two book. Is it Gary Frank? Gary Frank. So uh, when they're done with Doomsday Clock. Yep. So I had heard that the two big books that Jeff Johns was going to work on, I think this was... Wait, no, no, no. Sorry. It's uh, Fabok, I think. Jason Fabok. Well, no, yeah. he's doing Three Jokers. Uh, which one? No, it's not Gary Frank. Sorry. Let me find the artist. Yeah. Keep talking. The two things that... that the two big things that Jeff is going to be doing after Doomsday Clock is he's finally doing that miniseries or whatever you want to call it, that event. Yeah. Three Jokers, yep. that Batman story that he yeah, that's set up Faybach, in, yeah. and that's with Jason Faybach. They released a promotional image. That's already. another news. Yeah. Looks awesome. But then they they said uh, that he was going to be doing a Shazam comic. We don't know if it's ongoing. We don't know if it's a mini series or what. But it's about freaking time. Isn't he doing a new line too? A new line of comics that's going to focus. Well, on the like Three Jokers is the black imprint. Right. But yeah. He's doing a whole new line that they're going to come out with. It's going to be like almost like the Black Series. But it's going to be its own thing where it's a separate imprint where he's going to be spearheading. With that Jeff all, is? Yes, it's all the, like that. the underused DC characters that he's going to be doing. Is the mic picking them up? Yeah, I can hear him. Okay, cool. Yeah, not super loud, but I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't heard that yet, but yeah. that's, that's, if that's, that's the case. Works. After they announced his, his stepping down from, uh, what is it, C, uh, Chief Creative Chief Officer, Creative, yeah. he's going to be doing a line. I can't remember the exact name of it. But it's focusing on the lesser-known DC. In other words, he finally gets to write a ton of comics. He gets to do what he wants. That's what he wants. I I think think that's why. Well, Jim Lee said in an interview today uh, he's not going to be illustrating very much. 
So. Uh, that yeah. means we're probably just going to be getting covers and yeah. promotional um, images. The illustrator on the Shazam is Dale Eagles Sam? Eagles Eagle Sam? Eagle yeah, Eagle Sam. Yeah. So, yeah, he wanted Gary Frank, but uh, yeah, he's busy with Doomsday. So. Uh, he's going to be busy with Doomsday Clocks for a while. So that should be cool. Okay. Jeff Johns can't go wrong. Kind um, of a classic. Let's see. Batman and Joker join forces in new comic. What? Uh, let's see. Who's writing it? Mark Silvestri. Oh, what? Shoot. It's a new, what? A new miniseries called Batman Dude. Joker Deadly Duo. Silvestri. Is He's writing or a writer artist? Writing and drawing. Oh, my God. Wow. wow. We're talking about the same. Yes. The so Mark he's Silvestri. It's a legend. Jeez, man. Sorry, I'm happy for him doing uh, Batman Joker, but I'd rather him do, like, Poison Ivy Catwoman. Well, <laughs> yeah. I know why. <laughs> yeah. Cheesecake. That's Roger. Because cheesecake's delicious. It is. But still, like, they, they got Mark Silvestri. That's, That's really impressive. Cool. It's probably going to be a one shot. It's a miniseries. Yeah, probably yeah, three one issues a miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because he doesn't do a whole lot. No, so I mean, Sylvester's done some for Marvel, but it's been, I mean, it's been I think since Civil War since he did he the interior. A really issue. short Hulk run after Civil War, like that's a long time ago though. Hulk, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. That was like 2007. There was no, there was. I'm fairly certain there was a Hulk series that he did like maybe three issues to that was like 2011, 2012. Mm. Like around, I remember right a sick Marvel cover, now. and then the interiors were the same. It had to have been like that. It had to have been around the time that I started coming here. Yeah. Oh, right, I remember right before no, I remember Marvel the cover. Now. I remember with, his, like it looked kind of almost bloody or whatever. Like, yeah, like but I'm not sure he did people. the interiors on that one. Maybe okay, maybe I could swear it was Sylvester, but maybe I'm wrong. Either way, keep other going. Uh, creative news uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick is taking over Aquaman. <laughs> With artist Robson Roca, we so, shall see. Okay, that could be yeah. hit or miss. Robson Roca is a great artist. She's a pretty good writer, so I don't sure. know. She's gonna be the first female At writer times. on a solo Aquaman. Not the one book. that was on Harley Quinn for a little bit. No, no. Who, what was she? What did she do? Bitch Planet, Captain what, Marvel. What did she do with? Uh, oh, that's right. It was Captain Marvel. Yeah. Captain Marvel. She also has. Um, She's married pretty to Matt Fraction. Yeah, pretty deadly. Yep. And then a uh, big piece of news I really like. Green Lantern is getting a relaunch. Dude. <laughs> with Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp. When Matt told Liam me Liam Sharp's going to Green Lantern? Yep. And I could not yeah. believe it when you told me this right now, Matt, that Grant Morrison is going to be Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps. That is like the ultimate have your cake and eat it too <laughs> moment for me right now. Yeah. That's Sorry, I would. Because awesome. he's doing um, Wildstorm, right? No, no. Oh, that's, no, that's Warren Ellis. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Grant Grant hasn't. I get those he's never written how. Grant hasn't done a whole lot. He did for, Kyle. He did Kyle. Yeah. He hasn't done a whole lot lately. He did the Wonder Woman. Um, he did Action Earth, Comics. Year one. New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two. Yeah. What a hit that was. <laughs> well, he's a producer on a lot of shows these days. <laughs> but I mean, like writing comics wise, he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. But yeah, so that'll be cool. It, less uh, big space galactic wide stories, more like space cop everyday life kind of things. So, Sweet. Yeah. So he's kind of going the opposite route yeah. from okay. what's been going on, which so would be cool. That's a good one. I'm, I'll, I'll be excited to pick that one up and check it out. Uh, and then there's a few more Marvel comics, and then we're done. Uh, looks like Spider-Gwen is now getting a new series, and it's going to be called Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider. So she's getting like a new hero name type thing. I don't know. That's a great name, too. Yeah, Ghost I, Spider. Kind of like Ghost Peppers. <laughs> the Ghost creative Rider? team Ghost is Rider. Sheenan... 
Sheenan McGuire. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Uh, artist Rosie Camp. K A P. So sounds cool. Um, and then we're getting uh, the the Superior Octopus number one. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is dumb. Uh, that's it's a stupid <laughs> thing. That hey, is I'm pretty sure everyone knows what that is, right? Like, I'm going to check yeah. it out, though, because Superior Spider-Man. Hey, Christos Gage, he's a good Spider-Man writer. So. They should have named though. it Superior Dr. Puss. <laughs> <laughs> Superior Dr. Puss? Did you? And sounds then, like a Bond villain. Can they call does. it that? Superior Dr. Puss. <laughs> sure. Cool. Yeah, that one is Christos Gage, Mike Hawthorne. And then there's three new Spider-Man miniseries spinning out of Spider-Geddon, which is, I guess, the Spider-Man event this fall. Spider-Geddon. Yeah. Uh, we're getting Spider-Girls. Spider-Verse wasn't such a great... Well, you don't even know. It, it was good. Wasn't. You don't even know. Sorry. I. It was good. Spider-Verse it was good. Spider-Verse like, it out it of order. <laughs> How hard is it to print it in order, Marvel? Spider-Geddon's going to blow you out of the water. Again. You don't even know. So, all right, absolutely. The, the three miniseries are Spider Girls from Jody Hauser and Andres Gen- Genolette. I think is how you say it. Gillette. Gillette. Gen- the okay, is that how you say it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's an N in there. Okay. Um, Mayday Parker. I don't know. I think that that's might be a, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Spider Girl. Uh, universe right there. Yep. Anya Corazon and Annie Mae Parker from The Amazing Spider Man Renew Your Vows. So. Yeah. That and then Spider Force is Christopher Priest and Paleo Segura. I might read that one. It's like Spider Man is like being X Menified right now. Yeah, you got Spider Force, Spider Caliber, Spider Geddon, and Spider Rama. Well, they're done with Deadpool for a while, <laughs> yeah. now they're doing it with Spider Man. Calm yeah. down, Spider Apocalypse. Yeah, so it's coming in January. Yeah, lots of comic but book news. It is Comic Con. Christopher Priest, Spider Rella, yeah. Spider Rella. I know, right? You got to too close. You're taking it too far. It's not Thursday. It's not Sunday. Is <laughs> no, it's not. Right. So, uh, it's not Sunday. Monday. Johnny and Kayla are at Comic-Con. They'll be back next week with more news since there's still two more days. Which, time shout out to Johnny for picking yeah. up everything on my shopping list. Nice. That I gave <laughs> yeah, already? <laughs> already. Nice. Boy, yeah. boy, you give that boy a list, he completes Well, they got, they got completely shut out on the exclusives, the, the online exclusive passes oh that sucks they entered for everything and got nothing so something's wrong with that system yeah that's you know hmm. that's just to not get anything at all yeah i wonder if they went to the skybound uh meetups or anything that would have been cool that was last yeah. night right yeah i think there was no, one last night and i don't think there was a streaming one because they were late getting one. down there oh yeah i think they were supposed to be just mm-hmm. down today yeah, they went to the Diamond Lunch today, and no, I think they were staying. Were they tomorrow? Last night? It's today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Then part of yeah, Sunday but I, I think they were. They I, I don't know if they if they just drove down this morning or if they got a uh, hotel I, last from night. From my understanding, I thought he was driving down today, but I'm probably. Yeah, the main news I'm I'm I saw from hours, so. um, from them regarding the Diamond Lunch was that Diamond said the rollout date for the pool box is now October. When they kind of promised July, it's still in beta testing, but it's it. How hard is it to add comics to a list? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm pissed. I, I I'm really pissed. I, I I want them to get that done. Are you gonna do it when so, they get it going? Oh yeah, yeah. It makes life so much easier for everybody. Gotcha. So, so that's right. the news. Cool. There'll be the rest of the Comic Con news next week with Johnny. 
Yeah, my burning question from Comic Con is the uh, they have a Taco Bell experience from Demolition Man. Yeah. I want to know if they have the three seashells in the bathroom. Okay. I want to know. Wait, that. wait, wait. Demolition know, Man. Does he know about the three seashells? I don't know. I just want to know if they do have the three. They have the the, the demolition man experience, right? Uh-huh. They right. better have the three seashells in the bathroom. So I I haven't seen any picture. I've looked for it. Right. No one. No, Look I, up I, Charles Soule's Twitter. He was there and took pictures. Are they okay. are they rebooting Demolition Man? Is that why they're doing it? No, it's just been thirty years. I think it is or something like that. Oh, it's an anniversary. Yeah, that's so weird to do that movie like. That. I guess the guy who wrote that there was no explanation for the three seashells. He just looked in his bathroom and was like, "I have three seashells," and just made it into a thing. Because I looked up saying like, "There's got to be an explanation somewhere for it," but no, there's not. Wash your hands. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. All right, Roger. Is there questions? Questions. We have any? Or oh, no. I think we did. We got some. We got some uh, love for the origin story segment. Did we? Yeah. You got feedback. Cool. Couple got couple guys. Nice. Uh, and then um, you, uh, in for that. Let's give a shout out to James Mason for being a new Patreon subscriber. Thank you, James. Yeah. We appreciate yep. it. Yeah. So yeah, that always should helps. We, should we say good day? Good day. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's probably gonna um, roll his eyes and be like, "Stupid, <laughs> these stupid Californians." <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you know, I did get a question from uh, Brian Lopez. And hey, Brian. I need to I need to put this out on our Instagram too, so you can get a visual. But you can also Google it. Um, Brian wants to know uh, what everybody's preferred <coughs> depiction of Gotham City is. The more streamlined, dark Art Deco look from the animated series. Yep. The more noir, the more. The more gothic, intricate version from the Tim Burton movies. No. Ar- Arkham City, the game, right there. Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton. All day, yeah. every day. Yeah. That man had a vision with those movies, and when they came out at the time, it set the precedence and the tone for what those movies were. And it's there's a reason those movies are classic. And you think the animated series drew from that, but then gave it that big time that deco. Big time. We wouldn't have I l- I love the animated series look though. I love that right. noir. Always in the shadows. But still yeah. modern, but still looks retro. Well, a like lot of what the animated series was borrowed from the Tim Burton movies. They practically used the theme music as their opening. Oh, I, I well, remember one thing that. is that with the Tim Burton movies, when they had day daytime scenes, you saw it as a different city. Yeah. And then when it was night, it was just hell, you know. And in in the animated series, you don't. They really didn't explore the daytime too much. Mm -hmm. There was a little hill in there, but nothing. So, I I just think it's the the city was a character itself in those movies, you know. And I I just love the Tim Burton ones with a split personality. (laughs) I agree with you. It's like Batman. Yeah. Two people. It's Bruce and Bat. The signal didn't exist yet. (laughs) I agree with you, Christian. That's an excellent point. Any other questions or? or yeah, we, okay. Blake, you want to answer? No, I mean nothing beats you know the Batman or Robin one. I've never seen so many neon lights in my life. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Disco bat. Is that George Clooney with glow yes. sticks? Yes. Uh, Roger. When they have the chase scene and they're on that giant statue Batgirl and they're face. driving. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I love that design. movie, though. I, lo- I love They're it. They're fairly long emails. Oh, okay. Cool. If you look so, at it as oh, a well, big budget version of the yeah. Adam West show, right. it's it great. Is, that's a good point. That's for me. I love that. it. My love favorite it Bane way. line. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> <And it> just, <laughs> I met him before he passed away. And one of the, the, the guy who played yeah, him? I got the signature and everything. He was a wrestler, right? 
Uh, I think so, or weightlifter, or something like that. Nice. Was nice he nice? Guy. He was nice. Cool. Oh, yeah. He signed everyone's poster, everything anyone had right there. I'm a great guy. How did he pass away? I don't know. Probably a heart attack or something. Uh, bummer. You know? All right. Was that the only question? On that light note. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't stressed reviews in a while. Go leave us some reviews, guys, so we can read them on the show. Hang on. Let me make sure I didn't get any questions uh, in my email here. Yeah. James is Thank you, Australia. everyone, for checking out Origin Story. If you've already checked it out, if not, go subscribe on Patreon. You can check it out, um, and then we'll be filming the next episode pretty soon. So, look forward to that, and let me know. Send any feedback you have. Uh, no, okay, that's yeah. it. Contact at allstarcomics.com. Yeah, podcast.com. Cool. There we go. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump straight into reviews. Roger, tell us about uh, our Marvel book for the week. <laughs> I know you don't want to, but you have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Life of Captain Marvel, number one. Um, who wrote this? Uh, a lady. So yeah. Margaret Stahl, I think it is. Oh, Margaret Stahl. Um, I don't, uh, pencils by Carlos Pacheco. Who I you know I like his art. Um, he did the present scenes, and then I think they had a different artist for the past, for the past scenes. scenes. Okay. Um, I okay. Um, Captain Marvel goes back to uh, she returns home, uh, which is somewhere in uh, Beantown, uh, otherwise known as Boston. Um, meets up with her brother, uh, who I guess is still living at home with mom. Uh, we come to find out that she has daddy issues because she witnessed her dad beating her brothers when she was little. Um, Carol has a panic attack. Her brother gets into a car accident. She decides to stay at home and help out with her brother for months on end. And then she accidentally... Uh, triggers the conception of an alien fetus that's coming to Earth to kill her or something like that. Um, that which was really weird. That yep. That was... That was why does her dad have that device in his Yeah, garage? her dad apparently was having an affair and then they lead you to believe that it was with an alien seductress or something and... Like, maybe there's more to, like, her family has a different kind of connection with the Kree or some other alien race. Um, I, I, this is not a book I wanted to read. Um, I will say, I, I think that Johnny will, will love this book. Um, I think Caleb will love this book. Um, there's a lot of family, you know, family personal drama. Um, I don't, I, it's not a story I want. So, but I I wasn't into it either. It was fine. You know, look, it's written fine. It's, um, the art's good. Uh, but as a lifelong fan of this character, uh, I, I don't like the road that they're going down with her. I say, I think I've talked with each of you about this before the podcast. It's like, I don't know why, you know, why do, why does every hero need to have a conflicted past? Like it's, you know, the reason that they do what they do. Why can't you have a character that just had 
you know, is is happy or content or had a fulfilling life, has a fulfilling life. Um, and just does to good because it's good. Because it's the right thing, the right to, do. thing to do. And, you know, um, I don't, I, I, I think maybe they're trying to add depth, but in a way that, I think is short-sighted and for me, absolutely unfulfilling. So at the end of the day, it was okay for me. I would give it two and a half stars. (laughs) Dang. That was pretty comprehensive right off the bat. What did you guys think? You want to go first, Christian? Yeah. I I, I I wanted to have a relationship with Tony. Really? Yeah, I like that. I, I no, I like I like the back and forth between them. I like the I like the band. No, I, I see them as brother sister. They they're both similar, and they're, because of that similarity, you couldn't. Okay, and that's why they. Yeah, yeah that's why that, they. That, that's the role that. You know, um, they for, gave Tony. I mean, I didn't like it. Yeah. I I like the little backstory they gave her about witnessing. I told you this before the podcast. Yeah. I was not thrilled with that. I think that's just really. I mean, I. I if you see something traumatic, I get it. Some people don't take it well, but I'm like, really, my, you know, my, I was beaten as a kid. My brother didn't doesn't care, right. Right. <laughs> you know. But that's just one my story, whatever. Yeah, it could be different for other people, but I just so for me personally, I was just like, really, you got traumatized because you saw someone else getting hit, not you. Yeah, yeah. They literally okay. say she has family PTSD, right? Which I'm like, okay, yeah. I um, mean, most people, most people have that, and most people get over it, and they don't allow it to define them. You know, it's and it's not. I don't know. Did that lead her to her drinking problem too? I don't know if that was something in the past. I don't think she had a drinking problem. I remember her having drinking problems in like uh, I think another one of the previous events. She was in an AA meeting, and he and Tony found her there. Really, I remember uh, something like that. Okay, I'll probably skip that. There was something. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, so, and then, I don't know. I mean, that's actually one of the reasons, if I remember correctly, that that's where, that's why Tony's is like a Okay, sponsor. he's kind of like her sponsor. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure what they're doing with her character, and I don't, uh, I well, Jonathan, you and I talked about this. You know, I absolutely love what they did with Hope Van Dyne's character, mm-hmm. Unstoppable Wasp, with Jeremy Willie, mm-hmm. you know, and writing that character. I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Because you, you, can, you can have, you know, you can have characters with maybe that, ha- that have checkered some, past. Yeah. But, it, but they don't have to always allow it to define them, you know. And not everybody has panic attacks. You know, yeah. and then it seems like they're piling on with her too. Is just that like now they gave her that? Um, I mean, you know, she brain could, damaged she brother. Yeah, she could have done something to prevent that. Now she feels guilty for that. Yeah. And she's know? supposed to be like you know in the military and have some form of discipline. And I feel like they're taking that away with how. That's an excellent point because she look she was she's a freaking battle fighter hardened. pilot. She, yeah, you know, you're not going to get I, like the jitters off of. I no. I, just, I don't know. I'm having a hard time buying. She wouldn't they're... have made. She wouldn't have made it through. Yeah, uh, test flight training flight school. You yeah, know? there's no way. Oh. So, what I don't get is, uh, this is someone who survived two civil wars, the Cree War, right? Mm-hmm. 
And she's going to worry because her daddy one time beat her brothers because they were acting up or something like that. Is that was that what she's getting traumatic about? Cuz yeah. well her yeah. kite got ripped. Yeah. I was just so bored in this comic. I'm sitting here going like, why am I reading this? Aside from having to review it on the podcast. Yeah. I just, I miss old Carol Danvers and I guess I'm an old fart. I'm sure there's going to be a lot way, of people that like this direction. There are, the, yeah. there always seems to be fans of, you know, of everything. But for me, it didn't, it, there wasn't anything there to really pull me in to make me want to go. So uh, I'm at like two and a half stars also. Yeah. Art's not bad, but I, writing's not bad. Bad. I just don't like the story. I don't like what they're doing with the their superheroes characters. Are supposed to instill hope. I'm yeah, this one felt like a yeah. just a downer to read. Yeah, I'm giving it like I two. needed to drink after That's reading the this. Art. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Blake. I give it a two. Just because yep. I, I like the the little thing with Tony. Yep. I like his little banter. That's why I saw the brother sister thing going. And you know the art's pretty good. Yeah. So that's I like the art. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Everybody yeah, it? That's, right. yeah. Well, let's just move on. All right. Uh, our second book that we're going to review is Aphrodite Five, number one, uh, by Brian Hill and Jeff Spokes. Um, this, I guess, what you could say is kind of a prequel to the series Aphrodite Nine. You know what was fascinating is that they actually mentioned Aphrodite Nine in this book. It was in part of the exposition. Yeah, and it was almost like the Aphrodite Nine model was around at the same time as this story. Possibly. So I'm not, I I don't know that there's a time gap. Okay. I I was, after reading this book, I'm really confused. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, not, not overly so. I really enjoyed this book. It was, it was a fun ride. Um, I kind of like the Cyberforce universe. I've, I've always liked Aphrodite Mm Nine. Um, this character is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just, always down for cyberpunk noir. Yeah, kicks ass. Yeah, and the there's not a whole lot uh, of like their detail in terms of like what's going on just yet. They're kind of they set it up with Aphrodite Five shows up, saves. Well, you have the the billionaire. Yeah, the billionaire um, talking, basically pitching the mayor on an idea to implement a security system that would save the city. Tons and money and crime and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and the mayor doesn't want to have anything to do with it. You know, he thinks he thinks it's just a play by you know this snotty rich kid to, you know, put the police in his pocket, right? And so, so he's not going to have any part of it. Um, but there's a hit that that is attempted on the billionaire guy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Aphrodite Nine shows up and saves five. it. Or excuse me, five. Yeah. I was just reading the little yeah. thing here. Aphrodite Five shows up and saves him. And we get a lot of very cool sequences of just, you know, classic comic book fighting, martial art type, you know, butt kicking and all that. And she breaks out of being contained. He's asking questions like, Where are you from? And she's like, You're not gonna understand. Right. Um, who made you? Yeah, who yeah. made you? And I mean, that's pretty much it. She introduces herself as Aphrodite, and you don't get a whole heck of a lot more other Man. than just she kicks butt. Um, I will say I wasn't a big fan of the art in this particular book. No, yeah, didn't really do it for me considering you know, I can't remember the other artists that did the Aphrodite 9 stuff. 
that I've read. Yeah, there were a couple different ones, but but I remember liking all those. This one, yeah. it's unique. Well, you know who did a, a lot of one of the series was David Finch. That's right, yeah. and that's really that. hard. Not, I mean, that's yeah. right. Yeah, to draw I'm after '99. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So because David Finch got his start at Top Cow. And I think on that book, and he killed it. Oh, my God. It's so pretty. Yeah. So it's not bad. It just, for me, um, you know, it's a very unique style. I think that's going to work for the story that they're going to tell in this. Um, But for me, it does take some adjusting to the style. Mm. It reminds Um, me of the art from um, Ex Machina. Remember when Brian K. Vaughn wrote that? I didn't read that. Yeah. That I don't know if it's the same artist, but that's what it reminded me of. Just look it the up. dark tones and everything. I'll look it up. Yeah. Can I go down on this book now? Go yeah. ahead. Yes, sir. I ain't like it at all. No? From the very cover, I'm like, why does she look like Robocop? <laughs> she has the stance. She has the car. I'm like, okay. And then here's a billionaire. Here's the, the mayor talking about privatizing the police, which is in Robocop, right? And then... Uh, a, a lower model, I guess you want to call it, of, of a, someone who's got cybernetics or something, who's heavy, uh, heavily armed, like an Ed 209, <laughs> is attacking, right? And then it, she she beats him up, and, and then it, it then it could be kind of changes a little bit there. But I'm just like the first half of the book is RoboCop to me. Yeah, but there's story elements of in every other story. There's no, a ton it, of t- it's, it's stuff where that so that big. does that. No, no, not not, but exactly. I mean, the same. It's like all the same. You're hitting the same notes as the first half of RoboCop, and that, to me, I'm just like, no, I love RoboCop. So if you're gonna go to a RoboCop, make a RoboCop book. I'm just, I was like, no, okay, you're 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 going off RoboCop. You're giving, um, I just I didn't like it. Well, to me, that. that's well. I mean, I, I understand your point, but it's not like just because they did. It, it, look, I'll guarantee you, RoboCop wasn't the first movie where. You know, they tried to privatize the police, and you had, you know, some super soldier. I'll guarantee you there's a Japanese movie or a (laughs) low-budget B movie or, you know. um, Everybody borrows from from everybody, but the the magic is being able to tell a story that will stand on its own and the characters, you know. Yeah, but no, no, that's not for me. I mean, that's just, we're like, okay, like, sidetracking. That's why I, I liked episode, was it seven? It's a rehash of episode three, or you know four, you know, and Wait, I'll mark it there, down for are that. Are there seven Robocops? No, I'm talking for Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just it's it just uh, it, I mark it down because I go look. It's a great movie, but it it hits note for note for for New Hope. So I'm like, you know what? I'm chopping you down for that. For me, the same thing. You're hitting Robocop, which is in my wheelhouse, and you don't, you're to me, you're not presenting it well enough. Okay. I'm like, you know what? No. But sexy RoboCop. Mm. Peter Weller was attractive back then. <laughs> okay. Touche, sir. Touche. Even with half his face gone. Peter right? Weller was attractive back <laughs> then. Imagine that you? voice now. I mean, absolutely. Hey, he's using the Dark Knight Returns yeah. in those cartoons. Stop in the name of the law. Yeah. You have what the right to remain it? hot. I'm two. That's Dang. just me. Who? Um, it was four stars for me. I was good. I was good with it. Um, you know, and at I the same that, time? Because yep. I think Aphrodite 9 follows a lot oh. of the same uh, a lot of the same themes. So. Yeah. 
right. One, two, three. Three, three and, and a half. half. Oh, oh, my God. What? Yeah. <laughs> we're together. There's no way we're not together. Oh, God. That's okay. All right, Blake. Ladies, he is not single. Wow. Yep. I still am. Don't You're worry. welcome. I'm <laughs> um, meeting my parents next week. Besides, Blake, you, you remember Blaine's sitting here. He's oh, not going to have any of this. Uh, while you're uh, talking, go ahead and tell us about the DC book we read. Yes. Uh, it was Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe! Not doing that. Okay. Yep, All let's right. not Sorry. do that again. This is a miniseries being written by Tim Seeley, who does Injustice still, right? I think so. No. He doesn't do Injustice anymore? I don't think he did Injustice. No. Yeah, he did. Tim Seeley? I don't remember. Yeah. I thought that was Tom Taylor. Then they, they trade off? I don't team. know. I don't like this friggin' series, so I don't yeah. bother with it. Um, the artist, I wasn't digging it. Freddie. You don't uh, like Freddie Williams, Williams the second? The He's second. the same guy that did He Man Thundercats. I th- he didn't. I, I mean, the art's okay. It's not great. I like it. I think it, it works for Thundercats and He Man, but not mm-hmm. for DC characters. I, I don't like the way he drew Batman. Sorry. Yeah. His, he did the Captain that. Adam run from the New 52, and this that's where I first got introduced to him. And right. I re- Plus, he did Batman Turtles. Right. He does I mean, like all their like side. Universe I don't like stuff. the way he draw, he draws Batman. That why uh, you know that's also is, the Injustice Batman who looks really lame. You love Injustice. I that's your series, so man. So much. They got Superman, who's universe. your favorite? I'm current you know. on that. I like it. Uh, Do you really? I can't. So How did these two time, universes come to be? Together? Every time I get there into was that, a rift I vomit in my mouth. In the multiversal dimensions. No, try again. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> Roger, I skimmed through it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I was looking at it and I was just like, you know Shame. what? I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna read East of West. That was one of my favorite parts of it was Swamp Thing. That was yeah. it's only I actually a few panels. read it and yeah. I hate you know? that series. That's uh, cool. Because well, uh, the Injustice Superman in in this book has been seeking out all uh, magic, all like, magic artifacts and stuff like that, and um, he is. They think that he's going to target Eternia. Eternia. And so Swamp Thing reaches out through the green cross to dimensions Man, to Moss Man. Which is freaking great. Yeah. That so was cool. That was really, that was. That that's was, probably one of the best nice parts of the touch. book. And, yeah. Well, that's for me. I get, I'm current on Injustice. None of that's happening in Injustice. This is like either way down the future I'm pretty sure or an that alternate was, I'm Injustice. I'm pretty sure that's so an old saying, Harry Potter story or something. So you're saying that this miniseries is doing an Injustice, the Injustice To Injustice, series. yes. Okay. Really? Yeah, it's not happening it's in not. there. Okay, it's not. So he, right now, in Injustice, Superman's in, is is in jail. Earth, you know, yeah, Batman's okay. still, which is in a different you know, dimension. loose. And this one, it's that's how powerful. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. cool. I don't, uh, yeah. It's it's you know the you see Superman has bats. Okay. You know? um, which I don't understand that. And then unless yeah, it's, that, it's not universe. happening. That's what I'm saying. It's unless it's a another alternate of Injustice. This is like Injustice B. I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening mm. here. If they're basically just took the characters and just were to use them in this and way, told their own story, which is to me, I'm like, well, that's that's willy nilly. Yeah, that's it. Just pisses me off. I'm just like, no. I love it how everyone, how jacked everybody is. Like he man's just muscle upon muscle upon muscle. Oh, I like how Skeletor them? is like groveling to Superman. Yeah, <laughs> like like the tool that he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the, the also like I don't know if you're reading between the lines at the beginning to the political commentary here, 
You had a. I remember you have a He Man defeated that that fake leader, and that he he was a tyrannical and just faker. yeah yeah faker yeah the um, and he was tyrannical. He was just very like you know uh, instilled fear and everything. Oh, but we loved him. Well, not everyone loved yeah. him. Even the mom's yeah. like, and I'm like, really? You just you just kind of put in today's society in yeah. there. Yeah, some book, some writers do that very well. Some don't. Uh, it was like I think we discussed this a little bit with the Captain America. It seemed to be a little bit too overt um, for my liking. Um, I, under, I understand the compulsion to do that. Oh my god! Um, Look at Cyborg's flowing locks. Well, yeah, because the, the the magician made the little. I forgot his name. Uh, he he gave him hair. That's dope. Earlier in the thing. There's a little battle. I read this. And I forgot his name. What uh, What was your edit, Christian? Gosh, all of them are twos for me this week. Just, yeah? I'm not happy with it. It's a sad week, I, man. It, it, yeah, I know. I was really pissed when you gave, after this. Week. I was like, you gave me crap books Well, luckily, read. you picked such a great graphic novel. Today. I know. So I reread it because so I could <laughs> actually feel good about something. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's funny. I, you know, I was okay with this book. I thought it was a three and a half for me. Um, it, it it was entertaining. I say I'm not current on on the series. I don't I don't really care to read the series. I like I like He Man. Um, well, He Man Thundercats was better. You though. know, yes. Oh, by far, by far. I mean, that was like watching the Saturday morning yeah. cartoon. People should come in and pick um, up that graphic novel from you. This, um, it was. You know, that, that it was, was it was good enough. Yeah, the, the yeah. Thundercats one was fun. That's where I that thought one, maybe well, would be okay. That was one of those nice things where they had a story they wanted to tell, and the end game in that series was spot on. You know, they knew what they wanted to do, and they told it, and they did, and they did it. I wonder they who did it extremely who well. wrote that one. What would you rate it, Blake? I saw this one. one. Um, did you? I'll go middle of the road. I'll go three. The last panel was kind of cool when Zodiac's floating in space and you see Dark Side, Stephen Wolf. That was cool. Granny. Yeah, I was like, I'm kind of like, oh, I might want to read the second one. I, I feel kind of bad that I skimmed through it, but I'm not usually uh, keen on crossovers when it comes to stuff like this because they're usually not that good. But I know that you were saying what Thundercats and um, He Man. Oh, He Man Thundercats cool. cross. Oh, it was, was cool. Good. Is it in trade yet? Yep. Mm -hmm. I'll check it out. I'll check that you, out. You should sure. just buy it. Maybe. No, you I'll should. I'll borrow it from you. No, you should buy it. Thanks, bud. It's good. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to go two and a half again. I, I'm not a fan of the Injustice universe, and I don't think I ever will be. There's the there's constantly cool moments and elements that they put in there, but I just can't get behind that universe. I can't. Well, Every time he, I do, he, I get infuriated. Two and a half. Okay. And He-Man Thundercats, Thundercats, Skeletor, like, kills... Uh, Mumra and Mumra drinks him. And <laughs> grinds him into a dust and adds him to, like, a, a, a Slurpee and, and, and drinks him to take his power. It, right? yeah. Holy cow. That was... Yeah. <laughs> that was an epic move. Yeah. It was great. That's... A, oh, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. Not tonight, you won't. <laughs> Give me a couple weeks. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go ahead and head over to our lightning rounds. Let me put a minute on the timer here. Whoever wants to go first. Oh, okay. Not not me, not me. I got to think of something. All right, I'll go. Okay. All right, go. All right, I'm just fed up with this whole thing. With, like, what happened to James Gunn today? I'm, mm. just, I'm so fed up with this 
uh, being so insensitive about every single comment. Mm -hmm. We all say things earlier in life. Right. You know, we grow up. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Yeah. And to be hurt by that from the past. I mean, super, super. Henry Cavill got hurt with some stuff recently. Yeah. You know, it's just so everyone's so super sensitive. I'm just tired of it. Right. You know, James Gunn was one of the the outliers of the MCU. I loved it. You know, he, he was his own thing. He didn't follow the formula. And I think it's just tragic that they're getting rid of him, you know? Right. I just, I'm tired of it. And well, I, I honestly won't go, I won't, I'm won't. i not going to go to the theater to pay for it. Right. What you was know? the reason why you got in trouble? Because tweets that he did in the, like in the past. Over 10 years ago. About yeah. what? He made a couple of inappropriate jokes. Yeah. Or so were they was, jokes? Yeah, they were kind of, actually kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they were bad, but they were funny. But we all say bad comments in our private. Just we never learned to. to Jonathan, stop it. show's Jeez. over. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys was next week. Was that sixty seconds? That was sixty seconds. Okay. All right. Is that what's going to happen every time sixty yep. seconds is up? Oh, That's great! Awesome. Yeah, the mini heart. That's attack. actually my alarm tone. So that ensures that I wake up at three thirty in the morning every day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll be up for a month. Yeah. <laughs> to wow. also make sure I stay awake on the freeway. That gets your heart racing every morning. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Just hit the guardrail. It'll wake you up. Wow. All right. Are you ready? You have a light No, room? Roger's going next because we're going clockwise. I'll just, you know, well, I could talk a little bit about Horizon Comics After Dark. But Do I'm, it. I'm going to yes. just, nah, I'm going to just keep teasing on Instagram. Oh, come on, man. Okay. Little it does images. look kind of awesome. It's like so far, I'm really um, excited. So far, yeah. I mean, we're early on in the process, um, but we've gotten pretty much all of the comics moved. Um, now it's just, you know, cleaning up, getting rid of some of the shelving, continuing to do that work. It's cool. But I mostly I wanted to echo Christian sentiment, the stuff with James Gunn. Um, at, at what point are we going to hold people up to, uh, perfection, you know, to be, to, to be incapable of having any questionable stuff from your past? I mean, it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid, and again, you know, you're giving you're giving a vocal minority um, power that they shouldn't have. You know, yeah. It does. I, I don't like what it says about our society. I mean, look, you know, Gunn will move on. He's better than that. Um, but it's it's Disney's lost. All right. I want to make sure that I didn't have that timer go off. You went over five seconds. Well, no, what? He, no, because no, he started talking about teasing. Yeah, the that's true. We won't count that. Horizon preamble. Dark, so I had to give him some extra time once he got into what he actually talked okay. about. Um, you you uh, want to go next or you want no, me I to? Don't. We're doing clockwise? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to spend my time talking about power yoga. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Go. You're on the clock. Uh, I started watching the second season of Luke Cage. I'm on episode four. Um, I dig it so far. I think Bushmaster is a better villain. Uh, um, I dig the theme of we're seeing... Um, why can't it? A Misty Knight having to deal losing an arm. She hasn't got the mechanical arm yet, but I heard she does. Also, I heard Iron Man, uh, Iron Fist shows up and they do a little bit of Heroes for Hire. So I'm excited to look forward to that. Um, I'm hoping it's better than uh, the first season because it kind of seemed like first half of that season was good. And the second half, you're like, what happened? I like Mike Coulter as uh, Luke Cage. Um, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really digging it. He's kind of like working with some trying to get over some inner demons in his anger. You said Bushmaster? Bushmaster is the villain. What's yeah. the rating? He what? No, 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 no. Don't. Christian, don't, don't, don't. You don't. got eight seconds. I Pretty do cool. have eight seconds. Um also Young Justice season three is coming out. I saw the trailer and it looks amazing. Boom. Boom. All right. Here we go. Tell um, us about guns. Wow. 
just assuming <laughs> that I'm going right into training. Um, I actually don't know what I'm going to talk about. You know what? I uh, I read um, The Weatherman and uh, Farmhand, uh, two image books. Um, just took a chance on them. Weatherman is by the uh, same... It's one of the same writers that did uh, um, Bear Fighter, Shirtless Bear Fighter. Shirt- okay, not what he did in Shirtless Bear Fighter at all. Totally different tone. Not all goofy, funny, like stupid. Actual, like there's a story there. Do you like it? Oh, I like it a lot. Okay, like just based off one issue, I was like, heck yeah. Hmm. Same thing with Farmhand. It's Rob Guillory, the artist from Chew. It's his own thing. It's about a farmer that figured out how to genetically grow body parts yeah. to like help like heal people and stuff like that but there's some do you like it it, it hooked me yeah i gotta I say both of them were really cool no. so i would nice. recommend both of those series and that is it for my minute boom yes stop i i read a preview in image comics and i, I don't know bud what about about that about one. which one which one um no Farm weatherman Man? weatherman weatherman i read the first one and i was like What's going on? I want to keep going. Yeah. I haven't read the second issue, which just came out. But just Farmhand out? is the one that I'm like, I don't think I'm going to read it. Yeah, but I think Farmhand is going to go like supernatural, dark. Yeah, right. Something. There's something going on there. Yeah. Like, but it was it. I I just read it today, and it was I. I was like, I, okay, Rob Guillory. I didn't know you had this in you. I'm down. Okay. Because re- it's yeah, it's all I'll one guy doing that one. So, mm. and he's got he's got his particular style that for some reason I. I like I'm drawn to when I when I see it, mm. even though it's a little bit more cartoony than than some of the other. He styles. did the art for Chewy, didn't write it. Yeah, but do you feel like I feel he like he contributed? I feel like he okay. contributed to the story in Chew. <clears throat> okay, so, but yeah, I'd I'd recommend both those books. Um, all right, Roger, do we have the highlight sheet for what we're reviewing next week? As he's somewhere, somewhere. I know the graphic novel. Can I tell him the graphic novel? It's going to be Manifest Destiny. Finally. Yeah. I've never read that. You what? No, remember you were like, you have to read it, and then you never let me borrow it. I hate your face right now. I know. You're going to, I kind of want to be you, though, so I can read that for the first time. Hopefully that's not from two weeks ago. Okay. So. I like that. You can pick what we review. Oh, can I? Okay. Um. Oh, Action Comics 1001 for sure. Like, Pat Gleason. I know it's Bendis, but I got to see the morbid cure. Oh, wait. I'm not sure I can make it through complete story arcs of Bendis. Ah, uh, man, there's a lot of good stuff next week, guys. There was, oh. Doomsday Clock is out next week. Yeah, Doomsday. It's that time. Justice again. League Dark is out next week. Ooh. That's the first issue. And Action 1001. Mm. That's the first issue of Dark. Okay. Yep. James Tinian. 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 Man. I don't know, Roger. Don't leave this decision. I'd probably I'd dark. I'd just read yeah. all of them and just make it a DC week. We've done enough. Ben to Superman. Yeah. I would rather come back in at, like, issue... But it's Patrick Gleason. 30. So, <laughs> anyway, Can you sorry. have Doomsday Clock on there Shh. and Justice Dark? Oh, I'd... Doomsday Clock also. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Um, I want to. I want to see if they if they have actually have uh, mom and and marionette throw down with Joker. Oh, I think or it's spend happen. any time with that. It's or gotta if they just drop it and reference it. Um. All right. For 
Jeez, for for Marvel, the only number one that I'm seeing is Mr. and Mrs. X. Okay. Hmm. So DC Book's going to replace Marvel is what you were saying, Roger? Maybe. Okay. That's I cool. I mean, there's not a whole lot of... Everything is either in the middle of a miniseries or it's at number eight or the second issue of something. If you want to do Amazing Spider-Man number two or Century number two. Hmm. Nope. Well, you didn't do the Colossus wedding, right? No. So you can do Mr. and Mrs. I'm assuming Mr. and Mrs. X. Yeah, is I mean, it'll probably be Mr. and Mrs. X. But okay. Mm. And then same thing. There's not a whole heck of a lot on indie. We have Descender, Hit Girl, My Little Pony, Redneck, Royal City Saga, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Okay. Maybe Image will send us another free book out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> and just redeem, like, that list. Yeah. Um, or maybe we can read another uh, DC book. Yeah. So we'll see. Next know. week's we'll, up in the air. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, Christian, tell us about the graphic novel. The best thing that probably <laughs> um, this week. Roger has a as a canned pitch. Uh, my my pitch is just um, religious. Uh, it's a religious sci-fi spaghetti western. I'm gonna let Roger do his canned pitch because it it did get me to start reading it. Alternate reality, future sci-fi western with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Freaking so, A. So take your pick. By Jonathan Hickman. Um, both both are apropos. Yeah. Did we say East of West? East yeah. of West, yes. volume one. I kind of felt that this was like the Gary Oldman of this podcast because you guys always said this is a great show, great book, great book, and you never really reviewed it. You did like one comic issue. I found Gary that very it's surprising. Never when you an Oscar. Well, not until great. this year. Okay. Yeah. What are you getting an Oscar for? The 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 he played uh, Winston Churchill. I forgot his name. That's why because it was a World War II movie yeah. and it was historical. And that's why he won. Well, it's because he wore a fat suit. Yeah. Well, or it surprised the weight. heck out of me when you told me that we hadn't reviewed that, and I was like, mm-hmm. no way. That's what. Oh, everyone thought Gary Oldman had already won one. Everyone at UVA. Yeah, yeah sure. it was like a he's that great. Yeah. yeah. But no, not until this year. Should have won one for the professional. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. So, yeah, East of West, I mean, I, I, you know, I was skeptical at first. You told me that, and I was like, all right, let me get it. And I, and I actually just said hell with it and just grabbed, like, what, like f- five of the volumes at once so I could just read it. Yep. And, I, and I kind of, I'm, I love that Rogers put me to this, but I also hated that he put me to this because in the middle of my master's, and I had to stop everything and read these <laughs> books, and I was just like, oh, I'm late on my project, but... I want to read. I want to read. I want to read. I just kept reading, kept reading, and then I was like, "Oh crap, I'm behind on everything." But oh well, I know East of West now, you know. And it's just um, it, like I said, I see spaghetti western because it's just. I, I grew up on spaghetti westerns, and there's a lot of scenes in here that if you hear that dramatic music, it'd be, it yeah. would look great. It would be great, you know. Mm-hmm. It's I definitely even, a good, bad, and the ugly kind of vibe yes. to how he writes, and I think John Hagman does that intentionally. He's not. The kind of guy that just arbitrarily throws something out there. No. You know. When this guy builds a world, he doesn't do it half cocked. He's all in. Yeah. And he I spends lo- I months, if not years, coming up with he all is his an pieces. Architect of dark universes we and can't even. What's imagine. funny is that if I remember right, reading one of his interviews, he said that this is one of the few that he you know, he researches subjects yeah. and everything. Yeah. This is the one he did the least amount of research. If I remember he said that it was just like he didn't research as much. He kind of already knew what he was going to do. Right. And so I find that funny how just this is, to me, one of his best works. And Yeah. 
he just kind of went in like half cocked. It doesn't seem half cocked. It seems, I don't want to. Yeah. yeah, I don't want necessarily think half cocked, but I I don't think when you're building something so sci-fi, there's a whole heck of a lot of research that you well, can do. I think in it. I think more it's like if you're someone like that who just who will dive into something, and you're always doing that every time when you don't do it. Yeah, you're not as prepared as you usually are. Right. You know, that's what I mean. More like half cocked. It's it's for him for someone who's anally tentative about wanting to right, be right, fully right. prepared. I was like, I got all this information, I got it all. And this one he was right. just like going right, with the flow. I'm gonna go with what I have. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Kind of improved as he yeah. went. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can't help but think that he had to have done character bios and affiliation bios and you know, you he know did. the maps, and you know he did. You know the, all of this, the, the 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 relationships, the chosen, the the union. You know all of it because this is a massive world yeah. with with a huge cast of characters, and it's yeah, it's basically the you know the alternate reality sci-fi western part is you know a a very different portrayal of the United States. It's like if the, if the United States had had developed differently. I mean, you have the People's Republic of California, you know, in the West Coast. You've got the Endless Nation, which is um, the the tribes of uh, American Indians who are, you know, technologically, technologically advanced. Yeah. I mean, they are, you know, but they have they don't have the population numbers. They don't have strength in numbers, but they've got tech. Um, the um, the oil nation of um, the South, yeah, the Freeman King, the the, the Freeman who is, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, can't remember his name, King Prince John Freeman, like whatever yeah, the the seventh, the seventh, yeah. Um, but each of these and and you know each of these groups and and then that's not even getting into he did a specific comic issue with the map, the location, and each faction within that universe. Right. And that's all that comic was. Spelling it was just purely out. information. Yeah. Yeah. So you understood who all the players were. Because there are a lot of moving parts to this. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts to his universe. Well, and what's beautiful, because there's, there's almost never any exposition in this book. It's all dialogue. It's like you're all, you're a fly on the wall. I, I freaking mean, right, love that though. You get thrown into the story and you're watching scenes play out with characters and you learn about the world through the interaction of the characters. Yeah. You know, and he and he doesn't do it. You don't have giant monologues. Right. You know, people explaining where you're at in the story. No, they're just they're having their conversations and I mean, Hickman does a very good job at letting the art tell the story too, right? Visually, um, because he's not, you know, he's he's not long on uh, um, on words, you know. In this, right. um, it's just, and so sometimes I think that it it is kind of daunting. It's, you know, I find some people get lost in it, and I and I I completely understand that. Right. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, it's something I think that it's a story that you almost have to f- kind of focus on. You have to, and and rereading is uh, almost essential, right? You know, into you know, because it's like in in going back and reading through this, it's like right, you know. Um, I I want to go back through because we're we're getting down to like the last seven or eight issues. 
in this in this story. We're at thirty-eight. Yeah. So there should be seven left. Yeah. He's only doing forty-five issues, and he's done. There's yeah. There's three years of the apocalypse. Now I don't. Maybe he'll continue on, but initially the plan was for three years of the apocalypse each year was uh, three graphic novels or 15, 15 issues long. So the man has a plan. If he can, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, his his plotting and his execution uh, are as good or better than anybody in the business. As far as, like, world building goes? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, one of the things I want to just, uh, when I remember when this series first kicked off, None of us were really sure what the heck it was about because the 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 solicitation on it didn't really give a whole, whole heck of a lot away. Yeah. And I remember we picked up that book and all of us were kind of like this is really cool. But off of one issue you're like I don't have a clue what's going right. on. Right. What? But it was good. Well, in- you know, you know that because you it's right at the very beginning, you know, three of the horsemen of the apocalypse spawn into existence. And one of them is not there, and it's death. And they, because they cast bones, yeah, you know, to figure out what's going on and where he is. And they realize that death betrayed them. Um, and death is essentially Clint Eastwood in yes. this story. I just yep. want to make this. I, I always saw him as Clint. That's yeah. who I hear in my when yeah. I, yeah, I hear that yeah. gravelly kind yeah. of yeah. voice as him. So anyway, go ahead. Um, but they so well. And the la- so periodically in this world, the horsemen of the apocalypse spawn into existence and do their thing, and then go go back to ground essentially. And they spawn as children at the beginning of the story, which is beautiful because these guys these guys are insane and ruthless, you know. Um, but. Uh, the reason that they go after death is because he, in in their previous incarnation in the world, death had met a girl, and when they were done with their business and they went back to ground, death was like, J.K., I'm, you know, and he and Mao end up having a child together. Um, and so they're basically gunning for death because he betrayed their order. Um I love this book. I could I could talk about it all night. Yep. Blaine, do you want to put East, your opinion East on East and West Volume 1? Yep. My favorite comic by far. Um, Jonathan Hickman is... He knocks it out of the park with this story. It, it's the alternate world of what would happen if the Civil War didn't end the way you thought it would. The Native Americans and the Mesoamerican tribes all linked up and became the most, like, Wakanda version of themselves that they could be. Uh, you've got the uh, the PRA, I believe it is, mm-hmm. that is Mao coming to California in the West Coast and making it into, like, a revitalized version of, like, one of the Chinese empires. And it is an apocalypse story all rolled into one. You've got death. You've got pestilence. You've got, what was it, war? Just all these different characters rolling together in this huge sandbox. And it's the the biggest, awesome, most best, freaking great comic that you've never heard of or read. 
Yep. That's, it's, it's incredible, man. So we're leaving off one character that's one of my favorite characters in this, the ranger. Ah, uh, the Texas. Yeah. He forgot about He's the Texans. He actually shows yeah. up in issue six. Does he show up in issue six? Yeah. 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 He does. Oh, man. Nobody yeah. messes with Texas. But I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody messes True. I, the Texas Ranger is like, I mean, well, because it was funny when this series was coming out, it was like in, because in issue six, because this was one of the first books along with Saga that was doing the, you know, six months on, four months off formula. Yeah. And I mean, that was five or six years ago. And it was, you know, having to wait those four months for this series was agony. Mm-hmm. Because and they came back with issue six, and it was like, cause, and they and they had an entire issue dedicated to there Texas was, Ranger. Okay, so that was what I was getting at, because there was a whole conversation we had, because they went, we I remember us every month that this was out, yeah. one, two, three, four, and then we get to five, and five is a barn burner of an issue. Yep. It's the climax of the first yep. uh, story arc. And we're like, what else is this guy going to do? Little did we know, like Hickman's right, whole plan. Right. But we're like, what else is he going to do? And then he drops the Texas Ranger Because he us. kind of stepped right. He, he does a complete aside with the start of the second graphic novel and takes you to a different region of the country, a different, a different character, um, a great character. And Which, I'm currently, I, I think I'm like three issues behind now, two or, two or three. And I need, I need to catch up. I assume you're current, Christian. No, I I'm up to the graphic novels. Yeah, I haven't read the singles because I, it's torture. It would be torture for me. <laughs> okay. To read, I just like like I said, I I stopped okay. working on my master's program just to read all seven volumes because you you talked me into it and yeah. you know I I can't imagine doing month to month. This would hurt. It's I'm hard. current. It would hurt. It's hard. You know we have we haven't I've even mentioned the, uh, uh, Nick Dragota's art. Nick Dragota, freaking amazing. His, Perfect art. His art? Holy cow. Yep. I mean, he's just, he, he is, he's a beast. I mean, it just looks amazing. The amount of detail that he puts into every panel. Um, I think he's the, digital. The character designs. Yeah, it, it, the yeah, the amazing like thing it. is his architecture. Yeah. You know? He has a very yeah, unique he's got this sci-fi... This. Yeah, you know, in each in each cities will have their own unique style, right? And it's just amazing how well, it's it like he spent plan. he spent he spends or spent as much time planning out the art and the, world. the look and the world that Hickman did writing it, you know, um, cool which is a, amazing. It's a blend of like the technological stuff, obviously in the future, but there's a lot of shamanistic stuff that goes with it, especially mm-hmm. like the Native American with stuff. crow and and uh, wolf. wolf. Oh my gosh. There's yeah. magic to it too. That's really, really cool, and and the art and the colors just pop. If you like the sci-fi western stuff, all of you know Firefly, but with less whippy, or like Westworld. Yeah, Westworld. Yeah, or yeah, just like something on the more serious tone. This will scratch this is that your itch. Book. Yeah, yeah. And what's crazy is this book hasn't won an anything or anything, and yeah. it's so. Deserves to that makes, like, I know, but that it makes is going to be so an Amazon mad. series. Yeah. yeah, is it really? The Amazon yeah. bought the rights to pick it up. Are you kidding me, dude? Well, I no joke. Along with the fact that Amazon is doing an animated Invincible series. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing a live action East to West. Yep. Yes, sir. 
Probably similar to. Are you ready? Westworld is your body show. ready <laughs> for what's about to like impact it? No. They're I'm they're doing a Lord of the Rings series yep. too, correct? Yes. Yep. Well, yeah. they have the budget considering that Amazon early. is the richest company in the world. Have you, are you current on this series, Mike? Nope. This series is the best series you're not reading. Yeah. I know. It's really by good. far. When I first started reading the series, cinema. I mean. It's so cinematic in scope, like you feel like you're reading a movie. It is. Yeah. In the sense of like you get that I mean, that awe scope of like uh, Blade Runner. Just, I love that's that. That's the ending of the oh. of the book. It's, yeah. just, it's incredible. Yeah. He rides like a horse that's not it's a, a mechanical horse. It's a horse. Big drone that has like a giant eye that shoots a and a beam. A out cannon, of it. yeah. yeah some laser cannon face. When is this series slated for release on Amazon? Oh, it just got announced. It just got announced uh, earlier this year, yeah. so probably. I want to see who they cast. Yeah. You know, Dude, this would be death, the next game. Death of is going to be crucial. Be their game the of Texas Ranger is going to yeah. be crucial. Yeah. That's a good. That's actually a good comparison. It's mm-hmm. almost like sci-fi western Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it all, honestly, because there's factions of, uh, instead of houses. Yeah. Right. It makes me think of uh, Dune too, and like that sci-fi scope well, of how the world the works. The Union. You got PRA. The, the right. PRA, endless the Nation. Of Texas. The Endless yep. Nation. The free, the free, and uh, the free, the yeah, the, the kingdom, the, the kingdom. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah like there you go. In the southern United States, yep. and they've got like flying so good. pyramids. The prince, yeah. his whole issue that was dedicated to him, the gunslinger with all his brothers. And every time I remember, that was another thing about this series is every time there was a new character introduced, I was like, oh my god, this is another new favorite character. Yeah, like it, he's just did everything so well in this book. Babylon, um, the yeah, I say, did you mention Babylon? <laughs> he's so awesome. Your death's like son. He has like a son. Death's son has like this thing on his head, like a visor. <laughs> We're getting way past the first issue. Yeah, yeah. The first. yeah. Anyway, let me. Uh, I did get a chance to meet Nick Dragota at the first Comic Con you sent me to. Very low key, quiet, you know, kind of guy. And uh, I just, I remember telling him, I was just like, hey, East to West is like my go to book, you know, and he's just like, thanks, you know, like, appreciate that. And then. I got a wicked awesome print of death. That he signed for me. Did a little. His, he's got this like quick sketch that he does of death. Like so he put it in the corner, and then he yeah. just put Dragota. Yeah, Dragota nice. is, is, is. He's he's, he's a the beast. Perfect guy for this book, and I feel like Hickman is a genius man at world building. And in, in the beginning, he wasn't. I've always noticed that his like interpersonal dialogue was always kind of like not as strong as it could be, and it's gotten better. He's like an A plus writer all around. Because the world building is off the charts. If you read the Fantastic Four, if you read his Avengers, yeah. his new Avengers run, you, you see it and you and you know. And then he's only getting better. He's like a good wine, man. <laughs> I don't. I, this is off the. the uh, this is past probably the graphic novel, but I don't remember they ever touch on like because in the, in the past Death is black, yeah, and then now he's white. They never touch on on that moment that he turns white, huh? Well, when the like apocalypse. Past happened. I think he switched. Yeah, he changed his yeah. color. That's a when, when the other it. three get Was there one? I don't remember it. They well, separate yeah. from him. Isn't it? They, they're reborn and he yeah. doesn't get he reborn. Doesn't. He no, but so but he would be stay black. I think Why he died he, though. He did die. Yeah. yeah. No, he lived. Did he? That's what I say that he lived. How did he live? It must have been the wolf and and there were two witches that helped yeah. them. Could be. Maybe, yeah. That's where the thing. I don't think they ever know. I don't I don't remember it. Yeah. And that's where you again you say like you have to go back and you have yeah. to read. You know, because like there's so much yeah. detail. Thirty yeah. just came out this week, and I just, I'm just looking, just, and I remember seeing, oh, we had the black and white, and I couldn't remember, did they touch on that? You know, because if they didn't, that'd be, a tr- I just that That's moment. So funny. Be, yeah, because I, I, you know, I really didn't. I thought that was a stylistic thing, 
but no, I, I no that was but that was absolutely intentional. He means yeah. something there. I just don't remember it. So yeah. that's where I'm like, Pre- I have to go. Reincarnation. I think that could symbolize the fact that he was a part of the four horsemen. He was death, but then he made yeah, his own no choice. Yeah. And now it kind of symbolizes him kind yeah. of being like a pseudo good guy he's in a way. Yeah, he's, he's, a, right. he's he a, he stays a kid. Death. He's a white he stays hat. Death. He's yeah. always yeah. death. Now, right. what I, I'm assuming it's some kind of moment, you know what I mean? Something that happens that makes him, you know, not, not want to be death anymore or yeah. something. You know what I mean? I don't know. I gotta I gotta reread it again. I yeah. started. He's definitely still already... death because he's a gunslinger for yeah. sure in this. Well, it's like because I'm pretty sure the last one I read, um, and maybe Jonathan, this might tell you how far I am behind, but it was death and Babylon talking at the end of the issue, and and he says to his son, "No, this is a little bit later, um, maybe two or three issues later." But he says to his son, "He's like." Time for time, time for your old man to show you what he can do. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, chills down you the know? spine. You're like, oh, oh dad's um, working. So I don't know. Was that like two issues ago? Yeah, like two, three issues. Three. Because you're not far. It, yeah, it you're hurts. not far. That was definitely recent. Well, they when did... I saw it this week, I, now I mean, I had, I had to, to read some other stuff, but all I wanted to do was read that. Yeah, they. So. I think there might be one. You might only be one issue behind because I think they did cool. one issue where he's getting a feel for what's going on with Balloon, and it. You're starting to believe that Death's not liking that thing attached to his right, right. kid's yeah. face. Yeah, it's corrupting him. Yeah, he, he doesn't like the filter. Yeah. yeah, and so and this thing's debating him, saying, "Well, if you remove me, he's gonna go crazy because of you know I'll, I'm all he's ever seen." And so there's yeah. a lot of that in the last. Yeah. The, the, to my recollection, so it might be only one or two issues. I don't, okay. I don't know if you're that far behind. I, I definitely already got that sense, and like he was at, you know. Yeah, you know, his last his last straw with with balloon yeah. balloon the the character balloon and I say it's a character even though it's it is yeah. oh yeah. it's just it, it it you just know it has an evil intent mm-hmm. sure and you're just like waiting for to see what it is you know you just yeah. oh. you're waiting to see what it's gonna do to Babylon because yeah. that's there's, there's something, something ha- there that's yeah. gonna happen yeah and I just I want to see death wrecked there's an agenda yeah I want to see him get wrecked Remember by when death he first gets introduced to the four horsemen and he kind of yes crap out of them yeah and it wasn't like how you expect like you expect him to be like this all-powerful being but he's like super technical like a he lasers conquest leg off yeah dude it was <laughs> and he was hiding up on a wall yeah. like, yeah. like stretched out and just like yeah he was like a little ninja yeah he was amazing strategic he thinks like a computer yeah, yeah. exactly exactly so everybody should read this book I I would hope that everybody would would enjoy this book. One of the other, real quick, one of the other stylistic things that Robert or Robert Kirkman, geez, Jonathan Hickman does is um, he has all these white pages with like quotes and stuff from the issue or things that are in later issues. I found out, yeah. So like in in the first couple pages here, the things that divide us are stronger than the things that unite us, and that kind of sets the theme for what you're reading in that issue. So he he does all these cool little things like that, and then you get 2064, the apocalypse, year one, and it just goes from there. year four? Year three. Still year three? Okay. Yeah, I, we, we believe it's ending at year three. Oh, 40, so going to 45 up. issues. Don't yeah. Issues left? I'm yeah. pretty sure issue 45 is the last one. Unless unless he decides there's more to tell, but... Uh, he did just get an Amazon well, deal. Because you know... Yeah. You know what I would find 
fascinating because we've never ventured outside of the United States. That's where I'm not, at. Not to Canada even, That's not, where I'm not at. to Mexico. Yep. It's like as, as crazy awesome messed up as the U.S. is, what are the other countries like? And what happened with like World War Two? Yeah, you know all that. You know how how messed up are the other aspects of the world? Because why, the horsemen, why are the, the horsemen, horsemen for- focusing on America? They come in t- in the in the U.S. Yeah, but they're gonna they're gonna wreck everything. And they've been you know so multiple times. Yeah. We well, isn't idea. their yeah. recreation or reincarnate site in America too though? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I, it's at a place called, I think, called Armistice. Yeah. 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 I think it's just, okay, like I say, I compare it to Spaghetti Western. A lot of them went in like twos or threes. Like the, the Man with No Name has three movies, mm-hmm. the Clint Eastwood ones. And each each story to itself is a story to itself. They're, they're very, but it's, it's a complete storyline. But it goes. You know? So I think, I, I, my theory was just that this is probably one. That's East of West is one. And then he has a maybe another one. Let's go to the North of South. And yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a there's four directions. He could yeah. he can kind of mix them, you know. That's a great point. West of east, yeah. north of south, yeah. south of north. Yeah. yeah, what if he does like another series when this wraps of like uh, Asia or Europe or something? That'd be cool, yeah. I I'm down. Whatever <laughs> he puts out is good. Yeah, he the, the thing write bad comments. Yeah, the thing is, is with Jonathan Hickman, he's one of those guys that it doesn't matter what his name's on. I'm going to read it. Yep. I didn't know what Black Monday Murders was going to be about. Ooh. But you and didn't care. You didn't yeah. care. We read it and oh. That yeah. needs to be an HBO you series. You have yet man. to finish Avengers, though. So. I, well, <laughs> I've gotten deep into yeah. Avengers. It's Amazing. just that's a task. New Avengers was incredible, too. That's a task. And New Avengers, you read yeah. them simultaneously. Yeah. No, that's what I was doing. Uh, it's a lot. He has a reading list it's like of how to read issues. which issue is which issue. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. I, I need to get into that, too. I heard a rumor that he was going to DC. And that's been in the works well, for a long time. Well, they got Bendis, and I think that <laughs> absorbed all of the budget that they would have had. Well, Hickman doesn't do anything for Marvel anymore either. Nope. No. Well, besides you. Maybe he'll, but see, he won't get I've, I've mentioned this before, but Roger made an excellent point. Bendis is a company man. He'll do everything with whatever. Hickman is a pioneer. He's, he's like a remender. He's happy being yeah. out in yeah. the wilderness doing his own yep. thing. He likes he's, stuff. He's, his, he's a mountain Which man. Which is okay with me. Yeah. Um, if he keeps churning out quality comics like East of West and Black Monday Murders, and whenever Frontier is going to come out, if that even ever does, mm-hmm. um, space one. yeah, the space one, and then uh, what's the other? Oh, Manhattan Projects. If that ever comes Insane. back, that's another one we should review at some point. That's a really out there book, but it's really cool. It's, like it's high concept science fiction. That was what I read before East of West. That's <laughs> what got me. Up, that's yeah. what got me into like wanting to read East of West. Cosmonauts, because von Braun, yeah, alternate World War II story. Ninjas. Yep. Yeah. So crazy. I remember I asked Roger. I forgot where I even saw that from. I think I was getting into a lot of the image books that were coming out at the time. And I was like, Hey, do you have this like Manhattan projects? He's like, Yeah, I got a couple of those issues. He's like. Issue one's messed up. And I was like, really? (laughs) He didn't have to say anything else. (laughs) It sold me. I was like, let me read it. we touched on that in the previous episode. Talking about, because it was a comic that made me really mad. Yeah. uh, And why. We need to read the first volume of that. Go back and read. That'd be a good one. But that was another one that mysteriously ended before it was like What about, uh, do you have the... The Dying and the Dead or something Dying like and the Dead. I enjoyed that one, yeah. too. It that was comes cool. and goes. Yeah, what's like up he's, with that? I think some of this, sometimes it's either artist-related like stuff, 
or maybe he's just so yeah. deep into Everything else, yeah. what he's got that's already established. That, that only had like two or three issues, right? It was like yeah. five or six. Five or six. It okay. stopped and then yeah. it started. He's one of those dudes um, that can go away for months, and I forgive him. Yeah, I don't even care. I'm like, okay, because he churns out quality. Just be yeah. you. Just keep doing what you're doing, sir. So, anyway, what would you rate this, Christian? Um, well, I mean, like Roger said, everyone should read this. I, I, I'm very critical. You guys saw me. You heard me today. You know, knocked out every single thing. But I love this book, and it's a five. It is mature, though. Just putting that out there. It's not a kid's book. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. definitely it's definitely yeah. not as, like, a kids like nowadays. The kind of mature. Yeah. It's not like, as you know, mature as Saga. No. no you not have, in that. You have more cartoon violence, but Saga does, you know, so, Saga's yeah. you sexual into innuendo and visuals it's that are disturbing. The first disturbing. issue, man. It's the so, first panel. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and what? Consider so, what kids are exposed to nowadays, same. too. Just, just check it out before you give it to, like, a young Actually, kid. it's rated T+. Plus. Yeah, you're 17. There's 16. violence in this too. Can, there is violence. Well, that's that's, that's mostly some. what it is. Yeah, is violence. is violence. animated violence and some yeah. some brief language, brief yeah, yeah, brief language. It's not bad though at all. Just violence. You're Roger. 14, 15, you can read it. Oh, it's five. Blaine, you're the unofficial guest. Five. Blake. He's outside. I'm gonna give for him five. 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 Uh, one of the other quotes on the back of the book here, it says, we would tell you to pray, but it wouldn't do any good. You have earned what is coming to you. And what this book has earned is a five. Yeah. Indeed. And everlasting respect. Yep. Blake, rate it real quick. I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> That's what go. we thought. <laughs> All go right. On a limb. Let's go ahead and uh, trivia. Da, da, da. All right. Let's see. Oh, is that your job tonight? Yeah. Chris, the trivia with Roger. I love doing it every time I come. All <laughs> uh, right. Um, what was the initial concept inspiration of East of West? Like, oh crap! I oh, vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was. It was because uh, they had a different promotional image Doom? too. <laughs> no, no. Well, I should say wasn't. why. What made him want to write this book? Uh, it was the good, the bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. mixed with uh, Blade Runner. Maybe I'm being too general here. I may, maybe I'm being Spaghetti more... Western and sci-fi? An event. No. Okay, right, I, I like this quote from him from the interview. That's why I really why, that's why I wanted to do it. This book is really about how society is now and how we're obsessed through various channels, either societal, religious, spiritual, or even geopolitical, with end-time scenarios. And it kind of grew out of that observation. Then I want to do a love story at the end of the world. I wanted to do a book that, uh, that was about how we all hate each other. And that's not how it should be. A lot of different things were pulling at me, and it just took the shape of the falling out of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, the end of the world, and only hope being love. That's awesome. Yep. I loved that quote. That's I loved it. Up, yeah. yeah. Dude, Hickman is freaking deep. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And I love his sarcastic sense of humor on Twitter, by the way. He loves soccer, by the way. He does <laughs> love soccer. Every time that I've been following him for a while, and I think I've followed him through two World Cups, yeah. and every time that man goes bonkers <laughs> yeah. for the World Cup. Yeah. All right, so, so actual trivia there. Now, uh, what did Hickman suggest for death to travel on before the current design of a horse with a laser head? A, a wagon. A uh, motorcycle, like, looking thing. Hover bike or robotic yeah. dragon? Robotic dragon. I missed that. That would be cool. Why didn't they do that one? <laughs> he didn't want to draw it. The artist. I remember oh, reading the thing. Good. He was just like, no, too much. 
after God. Screw that. <laughs> Too much so, time. Uh, what did Captain Marvel find on another planet, which is typically found on only one spot on Earth? Wait, say that again? What did Captain Marvel find on another planet, which is typically found only in one spot on Earth? Like a Joshua tree? No. Uh, it's mineral. I'll give you a clue. Moonstone? Salt. No. Diamonds. Metal. Adamantium. Well, no. Cream. Vibranium. Vibranium. <laughs> oh. She found it on another planet. People are saying that's where they might kind of help merge Wakanda and then the movies and stuff like that. That's where the comet came from. That's cool, Christian. In the comics, who helped design the Miss Marvel costume? Miss Marvel? Remember, she was she had the Miss Marvel costume, yeah, Captain the Marvel. Thunderbolt. Yeah. She had that look. Who designed that mo- that look for her? Which one? The Thunderbolt one. The sash. No, the, the sash. Yeah, sash uh, and the Thunderbolt. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Conway. Like, is it a character or like a it's creative? A it's a, car- a character. Okay. In the book. Okay. Marvel. Can I? No. Yeah. Okay. John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. You're so dumb. Mr. Fantastic? Uh, no. Okay. Janet Pym, the Wasp. Wow. Okay. Oh, you were talking about actually in the. I thought you meant like the <laughs> artist who did it in her life. Because okay. Mr. Fantastic draws comic books, right? And I told him no. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 And he's okay. a real person, right? All right. Wow. And then I couldn't find anything with the Aphrodite. I hated it. So I just said, <laughs> How many times was the 1987 Robocop film submitted to the MPA before securing an R rating? Seven. Eight. One. Uh, fourteen. Your closest, but it's twelve. Ah, and wow! I knew it was. I knew it was over ten. It was because of the death scene, right? The, dude, his didn't they have to like, shot have off? Have you seen the, the unrated one? Yeah. Uh, didn't they have to cut out? They cut out some of it, right? Was no, it it's unrated. That means they put everything back in. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, when it originally came out, they cut out stuff. Well, yeah, they cut off everything. Yeah. But it's when it's an unrated on a Blu-ray, you can get whatever. You... I don't have that. You should I don't get it. have that, Christian. What was you should rated, get it. Was it like I have the unrated and the rated R. And is it pretty right, brutal? Well, make your point, though. <laughs> okay. Huh? Is it pretty brutal? Yeah, it okay. is. Okay. I'm it's excited. Really I showed my kids it, yes. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, my <Okay>. God. <laughs> Jeez. What? I know. Daddy's, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they're, they're, they're going to be ready for life. Or okay. terrified. <laughs> whichever. It then, oh. All right. Just listener question. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Do you want to do spiel? Oh, I have a listener question. And last week's. Okay. Oh, last week's. All right. I am. I am this close to falling asleep, dude. Preach. Um. All right. Winner for the comics last week. I don't know what they are. I'll dig them out, and you can come pick them up tomorrow. Ian. Nice. Ian Robbins. What's up, Ian? Winner. Right. Um. Winner of the trade paperback for last week was what was the trade paperback? Uh, hack slash. Hack slash. Hack slash. Uh, Nathan Armentrout. Comics were nice. The comics were Spider Man X23, Superman, Die, Die, Die. Ooh, yeah, great comics. Yeah. Do you want to name the winners of the kid raffle? And uh, they're stuck on the prizes. I don't even know. Yeah. Blaine. I know. Blaine, read them. Okay, um, for the kids raffle um, that the Deposit Clan put together, um, the Spider Man doll, the winner was Shelly Lamar. And the winner of the Star Wars baseball cap, Ariana Rashar. Ariana Rashar, congratulations! She's actually currently at Comic Con. Nice with mom and dad. That's she's cool. She's gonna man. love that. And the winner of the Monsters Inc. Uh, headband, Toy Story. Mikey, Toy Story. Mi- Mikey Cohen. No, Cohen Simon's Mikey Cohen. <laughs> Congrats, guys. Mikey's gonna wear it. 
So, yeah, congratulations. Uh, and Christian, thank you, and Heather and the kids for putting that together. Um, I know every kid that did come in and get a chance to enter, they were pumped for it. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. I appreciate you guys doing that. Well, we just, like, like you said, we just wanted to do something for the kids. And, and we nice. want to encourage kids to come and read, you know. It's just you see, I bring my kids all the time because I want them to read. They yep. come in here, and they do. Know. They come in, uh, you know, and hang out and read books, and it's yeah, it's so important. Yeah, because now I I have reading monsters. I have finding ways on how to buy digital com- digital books and stuff now because it's just I don't have enough space for all the books. You know, we have like three bookcases and stuff, but it all started because they started reading comic books. Right. Yeah. And they now they read all these novels. Yeah. Even Tristan, who's seven, who, um, you know, he's he's reading uh, novels. Are, are, he's in se- he's gonna be second grade, but he's reading like at a high second, third grade level. Nice. You know. That's great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Reading is important. It is. And comics are books, people. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, listener question. Okay, the cartoon, Masters of the Universe staff, included which three comic book big names that were also big in animation? I know. Okay, so if you know the answer to that question or care to Google it, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. And you can win some cool books. That one is one of my favorite writers of all time. The third one? Yeah. Yep. Love that dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So send us in your responses. Uh, win some books. Trust me. Look. Um, if you know, if if we pull, you know, 120 downloads of this episode this week, I should get 120 responses because you really do want to read East of West. You want that in your life. And even if you have read it, you're going to want that book to give to a friend because I know, I know for a fact you're not parting with your copy. So It's worth owning. Um, yeah. Answer the trivia question this week. Uh, win some books. It'll be fun. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And that is going to conclude another episode. So, do we have any reviews, by the way? Did you uh, find any? I checked the American site. There is none. All right. <laughs> and then, if you guys like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. If you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash podcast. You can get on as for as little as a dollar. That gets you the episode the night that we record it and drop it. Yep. Um, Three? That's the the one dollar level. The three dollar level gets you the multiversity university episode drop that we do because we record all those wonderful snippets with Larry in bulk because um, it's easier for him to do and roughly we five weeks. Yeah, we yeah. give you guys like a basically a month's worth all at once, yeah. so you guys don't have to wait after each episode. Which reminds me, at the end of this episode, there's going to be yet another episode of multiversity university with Larry. Yeah. Um, but our new what level is the five. $5 level gets you not only the perks from the $1 and the $3 level, but you now get our new segment, All-Star Origins, where... A month early. A month early. A month early. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a whole four or five weeks. There you go. So you can get now kind of the skinny on all of your favorite guests and hosts and panelists yep. and everybody that's involved with the show and whoever else we decide to throw an All-Star origin story to. Yep. Thanks First one is Roger. Absolutely. Next one will be you. 
Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> so, um, and then if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, you can follow at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram. You can like Horizon Comics on Facebook and get all the updates to what Roger's got coming in each week and what he's got restocked and reordered. If you want to keep up with everything, Christian? Uh, uh, before, I just, I just, I'm going to commandeer this real quick. It's because I, I, I work with developing disabled adults. I work in the, the human service field, and I have this forum, and I just want to say, but please contact local politicians, contact the, um, the state level, everything, emails, letters. The system is severely unfunded, underfunded. There are businesses losing money. They're closing. You know, a lot of, a lot of people out there are losing services that families need, and the California, California is cutting costs, you know, um, they're using the minimum, uh, the state minimum wage level to pay for people when different areas pay more, you know, so how are they going to, how are we supposed to pay the people that go and help these, these special needs population yet, you know, they expect to keep the business to keep running, you know? Um, so just please write politi local politics, write the state level, uh, it's not just for my company that I work with. All companies are, are suffering. And sooner or later, we don't want to see all these companies close their doors and families be left out in the cold. Um, you can reach me at uh, Facebook, Christian DePaz. And if you want to talk about that, you can reach me there. I am really big into the Latterman Act and everything. So uh, any families that need help with it, uh, as far as getting services, I'm free to talk about any questions you may have. Sorry for coming during it. I just been preaching this a lot, and I've thought, okay, wait, I have a forum. Let me go out and just say it. Represent, man, represent. No worries. Blaine, where can we find you? You don't uh, care, or do you? Blaine Longjohn on Facebook, and then on Instagram, it's the uh, the Florian man. If you guys want to talk to me, I love you right now. Blake, that's your name right now. Uh, uh, Twitter, SWATCAT86, and then on Facebook, Blake Todd Starling. Ooh, you threw in your middle name. I was stupid when I set it up. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then Hydro55. Hydro55, be on the lookout for more origin story. New project. Yeah. Nice. And I am at St. Jonathan on the Twitter and the Instagram. Guys, thank you for everything that you've uh, been contributing to Patreon. Thank you to our new subscribers. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. We'll see you again next week. Woo! <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Now, tonight we're going to talk about probably the most popular and uh, most creative company of the atomic age, and that's EC Comics. Now, EC Comics, of course, got its start in the Golden Age. It actually started in 1944, and it was started by Max Gaines. And originally, the EC stood for Educational Comics. Now, um, there's some debate about why Max Gaines started EC. Remember, Max Gaines, of course, was running All-American Comics, but All-American Comics was partially owned by Jack Leibowitz because Max Gaines had gotten the funding for that from uh, Harry Donenfeld over at DC, and Donenfeld would only agree to fund the founding of All-American Comics if Max Gaines took on Jack Leibowitz, uh, the other big executive over at DC, as a partner. 
So uh, that so there was a close association between All American and DC, and you might remember we mentioned that All American ran uh, a DC logo on the front cover of their comics. But in 1944, Max Gaines starts his own company. He owes nothing to DC for this, his educational comics. And at the same time, he stopped putting a DC logo on the outside of All-American Comics. And for the next two years, from 1944 to 1946, All-American Comics would not have that DC logo. Now, um, some people think that he started EC because he just wanted to have his own company. Others think that he was seeing the handwriting on the wall, that he was noticing that other genres of comic were beginning to pass, surpass superheroes in popularity and, uh, and that the days of the superheroes were numbered and he wanted to start a company that was uh, devoted to a different type of comic because All-American was pretty much a superhero comic book publisher. Now, there's uh, some conflicting information uh, about what happened between 1944 and 1946. Some sources say that DC bought out All-American Comics in 1944. Others say in 1946. Um, to be honest, the 1944 story doesn't make any sense to me because if that was the case, why would they not run a DC logo on the comics for the next two years? And also, you'll notice that into late in 1945, you still see Max Gaines as the publisher of All-American Comics. So um, it seems what's more likely is that DC actually bought out All-American and merged it with DC in 1946, thereby fully bringing in those All-American characters such as the Flash, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman into the uh, DC fold. The only title that Gaines had going at that time with his educational comics was one called Picture Stories of the Bible. And it seems like what Max Gaines wanted to do, this is why he called it educational comics, is he intended to publish comics that he would sell to schools and churches and things like that. But everything changed in 1947 when Max Gaines died in a boating accident and his son William Gaines took over the company. Now, William Gaines ran it for the next two years as educational comics, but then in 1949, he changed the name to Entertaining Comics and decided to launch entirely new types of titles. He brought in a couple of writers and editors, Al Feldstein and Harvey Kurtzman, uh, to uh, write stories, although William Gaines himself was involved in writing these stories, and even the ones he didn't write, he had a lot of creative input with. Um, he also brought in a, uh, a stable of artists that would become very well known as, in the comic industry. Uh, a couple of examples were Frank Frazetta and Joe Orlando. Uh, so he had some really good writers and some really good artists. And at that point, they began focusing on publishing horror, science fiction, and crime comics. Went a very different direction from picture stories of the Bible. Now, EC uh, did some really interesting things uh, during their time. They were the first company to actually have a letters to the editor section in their comic books, and they really promoted that. One of the things that William Gaines was trying to do was to promote a, um, a real uh, feeling among their readers that they were part of an exclusive club, and uh, they even had their own fan club. It was called the EC Fan Addict Club. Uh, but they really wanted to create a community of EC readers. Another thing that William Gaines did is he really promoted the artists. This was a time when 
uh, most comic book companies were beginning to not give artists credit uh, on their work. They were just considered employees of the company, and so it was the company that got the credit, not the artist. But William Gaines really promoted the artists that he had. He allowed the artists to sign their work, um, and they even published biographies of the artists in their comic books. Uh, and uh, so they really promoted that. And so as a result, um, uh, they were a much more creative group. And the other thing that William Gaines did with the artists and the writers as well is he encouraged them each to develop their own unique style, styles that would fit with particular types of stories. Now, some of the prominent titles that uh, EC put out, these are not the only ones they put out, but these are the ones that, are, uh, that were the most popular and the best-loved titles. Um, first of all, among their horror titles, there was, of course, Tales from the Crypt with the Crypt Keeper, um, The Vault of Horror with the Vault Keeper, and The Haunt of Fear with the Old Witch. And these were kind of unique because each of them had their a host that would uh, introduce the stories, but would also crack jokes and even in some ways ridicule the audience, so sort of broke the fourth wall. Um, in, uh, in this case, and, uh, and so they were very unique and extremely popular. Um, in the crime comics, they had uh, Crime Suspense Stories was uh, one of the more popular titles. Um, in science fiction, they had Weird Science and Weird Fantasy. Uh, weird Fantasy, strangely enough, actually was a science fiction comic, even though it had fantasy in the title rather than science. And uh, as we mentioned in a previous episode, in their war comics, they had Frontline Combat and Two-Fisted Tales, uh, which presented much more realistic war stories than any of the other war comics of that time. And they had a suspense title called Shock Suspense Stories, which was also very interesting because it dealt with social issues that no other comics were dealing with at that time, uh, social issues such as, uh, as racism. And, uh, and yes, might seem strange for the late 40s and early 50s, but drug abuse. Uh, so uh, some really unique stuff. They were doing a lot of things that no other company was doing at that time. But, of course, that would also end up getting them in a lot of trouble and, unfortunately, end up leading to the demise of the company, which we will talk about on our next episode. I hope you'll join us then. <laughs> 